Public Radio's LossyTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Green on. I'm joined by a man who's me hours away from being the birthday boy. Okay, Captain Damo, how are we, sir? Fucking asshole. Who's <laughs> 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 the birthday head. boy? Shut up. <laughs> you dick! Oh, Greeno, blockheads, <laughs> millions around the world. You're such a cunt sometimes, you know that? <laughs> such a sly, smug little cunt. <laughs> Nothing topical to talk about this week, so I had to pull oh, something out of my ass for the back announcement. Oh, very good job. I was expecting Ashes stuff. So I'm well, sitting yeah. here thinking about what are we going to talk about, read the Ashes, because I just assumed that you'd lead with the Ashes. So I was yeah. ready to talk about the Ashes, but you nah. didn't, did you? Nah, <laughs> you didn't, didn't lead with it, no. He led with something else instead. How exactly. you going anyway? Uh, How is everyone? Yeah, good, good. Well, mm. getting close to Christmas. I mm. uh, did uh, did my final bit or almost final bit of Christmas shopping today. Oh, okay. Um, now, we're basically, I knocked off most of the, uh, the stuff early, as mm. I like to do, because I don't like, you know, my thing about crowds, don't like it. Don't like crowds. Is this a little bit of... I like stories about pinatas. Unintentionally, I've just jumped right into a story time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, realised I hadn't picked up the the nieces and nephews stuff yet. <sighs> How so many thought, extensions of the family do you have to cover? Because I'm going to be honest with you, hand on heart, yeah. I haven't bought Christmas presents for 15 years. There you go. So yeah, see, because because like, um, I'm I'm lucky enough to be with someone who like not only prefers because you know they get better presents than I do. But, so they prefer to do it, but they relish it. They love doing it. So I'm like, you know yeah. what? I'm happy to outsource all of that activity to you. And nice. um, You know, I have been known at a birthday party or something for one of the nieces and nephews go, you know, when they come up and say, thanks for the, thanks for the uh, present, uncle. And I'm like, yeah, what, what did we get you? Yeah. What, what did we get you again? Because, you know, anything I choose, I'm, you know, give the kid a packet of cigarettes or something, Greeno. Whatever. Yeah. Six pack. How old are you? 12? Yeah. 24 milligram. They're fine. It's it's all good. Go in the, go in the back there. You know, I think I've got some bourbon shooters or something in the back of the fridge. Uh, Yeah. You can invite your friends around. Who gives a fuck? We'll order a pizza. You know, I'm that kind of an uncle. Yeah. You know, the cool loser type. Anyway, back to your story. I like stories about pinatas. So you're purchasing for the nieces and nephews. So how many layers of the extended family do you cover? Like, what's the etiquette there? Well, here's here's the, here's the rule, right? Uh-huh. So uh, as soon as there's nieces and nephews, what that means is no more presents for brothers and sisters. Re- oh, okay. Right. So, so you, so you start to, trimming family your, away. Yeah, if I have to okay. buy for your kid, you no longer get a present. That's the rule, right? Okay. I kind of like that rule. Yeah, it seems it's fair. Because otherwise it's out of control, isn't it? Yeah, otherwise you're buying presents for the parents. It's just too many. There's too many presents that way. Yeah. Uh, so it's straight for the nieces and nephews. Now, uh, my other rule is unless you're related by blood, I'm not the one doing the purchasing, right? So I've got I've got some <laughs> lovely nieces on the wife's side. Yeah. However, not my responsibility to purchase. So you, you, you organize it in your um, household. You organize it according to who did you bring to the marriage in the first place. So The bloodline, exactly. All, all those people over there that you brought into my world, that you take mm-hmm. care of them and I'll take care of my people and we'll meet yep. in the middle. <laughs> in the middle. Everyone's okay. a winner. Nice Gary. So- nice Gary. <laughs> all about equality here, mate. Yeah. Um, so, so I had to go, had to go nip that in the bud today. So yeah. uh, ducked out uh, during my lunch break. Thankfully, uh, once again, agreement with with my sis is 
they've the kids have already got too much crap, right? Mm. Like there's too many toys. They've already right. got too much garbage. Don't need any more. Those so, big like plastic toys that like little yeah, cars and stuff. Everyone's got every every house I've gone to that has little kids going, you know, has one of these big plastic cars that mm. the kid is supposed to sit in and like push along with their feet. And yet throughout my whole life, I've never seen a kid actually fucking use one. No, they just take up just a shit, like shit ton of space. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And if you got more than one kid, you got to have like you got to have them all. You got one for each. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so you know. So came to a came to an agreement, going, I don't want to fill up my house with more crap. I don't want to fill up your house with more crap. Mm-hmm. Let's agree, no more crap. Okay. So we we culled the crap. We said really we, limits your options in the child buying sphere, though. No, nah, it's all good. So what we said is like, if we're gonna gonna give them crap, let's give them crap that's gonna poison their body. So nice. shit ton of chocolate Sugar. and lollies yeah. <laughs> is now the go to. Fantastic. So we we go burko, we buy like a whole bunch, fill up a whole box of Christmas lollies and, and shit like that, and that's the kids' present. Everyone's a winner. It's so not without a scientific crap. basis though, Greeno, because you give the kid the sugar, and then mm. they'll burn the sugar playing with the crap, and then yeah. you can just throw the crap out when they crash out later and have a cardiac Full arrest. Circle. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. Yep. So I, I had to knock that off. However, uh, beforehand, hmm. flat out a petty, right? Yes. So I thought, look, better, better fill up the tank before I uh, continue on with the shopping. Mm-hmm. And it got me to this very, very happy situation as I'm filling up my tank. Now, you know my, uh, my personal philosophy when it comes to checking in. To places, right? Yeah, you generally you're shy on the side of anonymity. Yeah, exactly. I try not to do it. If I have to do it, uh, I put in the name Dick Brain, and if uh, <laughs> otherwise, I just don't do it okay. uh, and say I did. All right. like, let, let's just say we did, uh, even though we did. Yeah. Now, so I was at the petty station today. Do you find that feel- the the places that you go to, like they also have an understanding? Like this could be a wild conspiracy theory or, or not, mm. but it's almost like the places you go to, if you're a regular or whatever, they almost have an understanding. You have an understanding. It's like, hey, you don't tell nobody. I don't tell nobody. Yeah. You know, I'm just, just filling up the car with petrol. See you later, man. Like exactly. I'm out of here. Just non, you know? non the wink. We move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so fill up the tank, got a hundred in the, hundred in the tank. And I'm, and as I'm looking at it, I'm like, hang on a sec. I'm, I'm in a position of power here. Okay. Because if they demand me to check in mm. before I can enter the service station, I'm like, bye I've, bye already money. Got their, I've already got their petrol. <laughs> so this is the opposite situation where they're like, well, you can't come in and purchase our items yeah. uh, if you don't sign in. Well, I'm like, well, okay, I need to buy this, this, and this. I already have the product. Yeah, that's the thing. Why are they making it? Why does everyone want to make it so hard to give them money? Like, It's know. a very difficult situation. But my, my rule, my, my theory is, I'm like, well, if they try and force me to do it, I'm like, well, I just won't come into the store. Mm. So <laughs> you now have to come out. You have to, to come out my payment. and get the money. Yeah. Now, it's even better, like, let's say you've got cash because you want to have, if you put 100 in, I want you mm. to have like a 50 and 320 screener because I want him to come out into the, you know, out to the pump, collect the cash, go in and then bring back the change, Greener. No, opposite. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go card because I know the card thing isn't going to make it all the way out. <laughs> so he's going to he's gonna walk and he's going to be coaxing you closer yep. to the door. Sir, this thing only has like a Wi-Fi range of 10 yeah. meters. Like it's not very, can you please just come over to you? Like, no, actually, no. According to COVID safety guidelines. COVID safe. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how I can scan for a meter and a half. <laughs> too far. To lean out. <laughs> that, that was my story time from today. That's a nice little story. I like stories about pinatas. I saw this though, Damo, just before mm. we, uh, we came on air, did a quick right. scroll. A uh, little bit of pre-show. Yeah. 
We appreciate uh, Omnicron. It's fucking it's going burko. It's, it's going off. It's tits um, out there, Greeno. It's good times. Party time for for Omnicron because yeah. uh, a couple of uh, local sites, uh, new exposure venues. I saw mm. in a New South Wales Health press release. Mm. Parramatta Albion Hotel. Ah, oh. check the hours. I like looking at the hours and I like looking at the venues on these uh, these health lords, Damon. Because no, it's, well, it tells it's, a story. No, well, it's on that little corner there, Greeno. Exactly. Now this is this is a Sunday session. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is a Sunday session at the Albion Hotel. Four mm. thirty p.m. to close a business. Yeah. Is the time. Yeah. I'm like that. That that guy's had a good time. That's that's a good that's, time. that's that's happy days. That's right a there. fantastic time. So what <laughs> what is close a business? Because we used to hit the pub a few times on a Sunday. It was always mm. pretty quiet and chill in there. Um, I, I I I've got a feeling like. Pubs around here Sunday night, they might shut at like 10 p.m. I reckon. 10 to 12, like perhaps. It says yeah. open late on the. Uh, I yeah, because if it's because if it's four or five people, even if it's four or five people, they'll probably just stay open later because it's like exactly. Do you want another one, mate? Like, and then just clean up around you. It's no harm in like that can be the last thing they take care of where you were sitting. They don't give a fuck. So, and they probably know them too. Like if it's four or five people on a Sunday night, you got to think where else would these people be? <laughs> so they're probably exactly. in there every Sunday night as well. And Wednesday and probably Thursday and as well. Tuesday, uh, yep. Just had a quick uh, Google Maps. Mm. Uh, the the big sign at the front of the Albion Hotel. Mm. Beer garden, delish food, and late night fun. Late night nice, fun. Nice, Gary. Yeah, late night fun. Well, yeah, that's not the only funnies. late night fun. That was the Sunday <laughs> session. Saturday yeah. was off its tits too because okay. the uh, the Albo, mm. at 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Casual contact. Mm. A look at there. So a couple of double ups. Starting so, early too. I like that. A pre lunch drink, Greener. Yeah. Start the oh, day no, it's off 11 well. 11 p.m., not 11 a.m. Oh, 11 p.m. Was it? Oh, what a yeah. pussy. Yeah. So that's a, that's a late arrival, that one. That's a, that's I'm a late I'm surprised you could in. get in that late, Greeno. They'd normally stop you at the door. Sorry, mate, too late. Can't let anyone yeah. in after 10 p.m. Yeah. Uh, you bring some girls with you next time, maybe. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Spot on. Spot and on. then uh, the cold nightclub over there at Potts Point, one of your favorite joints. Mm-mm. I know you're a big nightclub fan. Uh, 9.45 p.m. to 3 a.m. Never, so, never heard of it. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of late-night Omnicrom shenanigans. It seems like late-night, uh, it's late-night Omnicrom. Yeah. It, it does its best work at night. <laughs> Omicron doesn't want to be seen. Omicron's a party animal. It's a party. It's, a, yeah. it's kind of a party variant. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's about getting out there, mixing with other young people, as long as you're all wearing masks and double vaccinated. Right? <laughs> nice, <laughs> They're legit the only three exposure sites, or the only two exposure sites, yeah. a hotel and a club. That's it. Thanks for coming. But that's all it'll take for some fucking idiots out there, Greeno, to go start flying right off the edge. And I'll be, and you watch, a week from now, they'll be going, you know what? We just need to lock everyone up again. Christmas lockdown. Yeah, Christmas. Merry Christmas lockdown, everybody. We'll be doing candles, candles by fucking candlelight via <laughs> Skype, Greeno. <laughs> that's how we'll do it. I like it. Imagine Bray Martin, Martin on fucking Zoom isn't a pretty sight because yeah. everyone's got these HD cameras now. So you can really, you know, zoom in past the fuzz. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, you got to be careful of that shit. Oh, isn't it going to be fun? You know, Omicron's bad, Greeno, and we believe in community safety here on the show. So that's why we want to have, you know, Carol's by candlelight over Zoom. That's why we've got to safety lock first. everybody down again. I, did you see the story earlier? It was, um, you know, an apartment building in Bondi. I think it was yesterday, right? Uh, an apartment building in Bondi has been locked down according to, for, you know, for security concerns. And the, the the picture was, you know, the cops out the front of the building in Bondi. And I was like, oh, are we doing this again now? 
So I yeah, thought I thought we were going the other way. Yeah. So what's what's with that though? Like all of a sudden, oh, we're locking people up in their buildings again. But I guess Greeno, you know, we've got to stay positive here. We're all in this together, and it's just two more weeks, Greeno. Nice, Gary. Just two more weeks, guys. You'll be all right. One more lockdown to go. One more lockdown. Um, oh, speaking of uh, Corona lunacy, I don't mm. know if you saw this today. Uh, Andre Russell, who's come over for yes, the Yes, West Indian cricketer. He's a bit of a yeah. machine too. He's a bit of a gun. Yeah, it goes all right. Um, but uh, place playing for the Melbourne Stars tonight. Mm-hmm. However, a weird kind of scenario. So we had to quarantine, I think, for seven days, yeah. uh, I think it was. Just seven? So 48, why, does he, why not two 40, weeks, Greener? 48 hours. No, I think they've cut it back. They said if, you, if you're vaccinated now, you've just got to do seven days, maybe. Seven. What's but, the difference? But, but because he's come from Abu Dhabi, yeah. they said, look, you can now come to the cricket after your seven days, but you're not, you're not allowed to come. You're not allowed to be in the same dressing room, and you got to stay away from your teammates. That's right. I was yes. It was during the Ashes coverage, and I think Brett Lee was mm. uh, commentating at the time. And when they explained to this, like, so he he's going to be allowed to play, but he yep. won't be able to share the dressing room with his teammates. So that's yes. and Brett Lee's like, well, it'd be a shame if he took a wicket because yep. then everybody would <laughs> be jumping all over him and high five. And so that's you know that's pretty weird, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Fucking nice Gary to Brett Lee. Nice Gary. Because when he said that, I thought, I wonder if a producer is going to be straight in his ear and go, Brett, that's enough, mate. Knock it Just... off, mate. Knock it off. Uh, safety first, Brett. Let's, yeah. lock, let's lock Brett down for a couple of weeks. Can we <laughs> let's lock let's down? treat. Can let's, we lock Warnie let's, down just without a mic, though? Let's teach Brett a little bit of a COVID fucking lesson. You know <laughs> how serious COVID is. Just mentioning it in the wrong breath will get you yeah. locked down out of the That's fucking. Yeah, but right, the, the upside is they're not calling the game from the fucking ground anyway, so he can still do the coverage from lockdown. Yeah, exactly. Let's just um, let's put them all on fucking Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> Warnie <laughs> wanders in naked. And they go, oh my god, Warty, the camera's on. He goes, yeah, I know. Hello, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Have a look at that. <laughs> what do you think of that? How's no. that, mate? No. Warty just keeps on muting everyone else's Zoom mics. <laughs> so he can just keep talking incessantly about the same fucking thing over and over. I don't mind uh, Warty in the box. He's terrible. He's, he's beyond. He's the worst on there. Him and Mark War. It's a, it's a close. It's a close tie for that one. Really? You don't uh, like June either. Oh, both terrible. I like Hussey. Hussey's probably. Well, Hussey's great. Gilly's yeah. good. Gilly's uh, right. You, you, t- you messaged me yesterday. Kerry O'Keefe. Kerry O'Keefe is the fucking. Kerry O'Keefe's very good. He's but the you, best. you messaged me yesterday about how much a certain commentator you're enjoying. I'm like, 100%. Yeah. And oh, Ishikua. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Flat out one of the best commentators uh, in, in the business at the moment. She's absolutely killing it. But again, she comes from like the Mark Nicholas school of. It's not like. See, Mark Howard, for example, he kind of calls test cricket like he's calling a game of Little League World Series baseball. Woofy, blokey, Aussie, matey stuff. I don't like it. Oh, have a look at that. Oh, what do you think? You know, but yeah, Isha Gould's more like your type. It's, you know, and in that British, in the same thing as Mark Nicholas, right? In that British accent, yeah. it's more subtle, Greeno. It's more like, yeah. you know, uh, Pope in his last innings uh, faced a lot of leg spin and I'll have you know that he performed quite admirably. And it's just like, there's something, there's something to that about cricket. You know, I'm sure and, a lot of people the out there hate her too, but I, I don't. I reckon. No, she's great. Yeah, she's uh, it, it, it's created, it's an interesting scenario where uh, I don't like the fact that the likes of Brayshaw, Warren, Howard have now got me craving for Mark Nicholas. Mark, bring back Mark Nicholas. What's I, Mark I, Nicholas I, doing anyway? He must have uh, signed a long-term deal. Stuff, right? 
Yeah, but did he sign like a long term deal with Nine, and therefore he's just locked in, and they can't he can't go anywhere else? Because Huss was on Nine, um, Warney was on Nine. Who AB's been on nine at some point, hasn't he? Yeah, but I, th- I think like when they're talking about the main men, like it's kind of like if they're trying to bring over Bill Laurie or whatever. Right. I think there's certain people that they're like, these are the Channel Nine personalities. They're the main broadcasters. Well, sometimes uh, it works too, though. Remember when the V8 yeah. supercars left Channel Seven? Uh, no, they left Channel <laughs> Ten and went back to Channel Seven. Yeah, and they, they stole were like, all of them. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, they were like, but it had to be because like Neil Crompton. I can't imagine yeah. watching a V8 supercars race without Neil Crompton in the commentary box. And Mark Larkham doing uh, the, the pit stuff. Mark Larkham, he's so fucking energetic. Did you end up yep. watching a bit of Bathurst? I saw a bit of it. Well, I, I didn't see much of it. I saw, like I said, I was at a kid's birthday party all day and there was no TVs on. So I, I missed 90% of the race. I got home for the final 20 laps, yeah. uh, which is the, the best part anyway. So uh, I like good. the stuff in the middle. I like the grind in it because I want to know the story. I, I can't walk in on the last bit of a movie and give a fuck. You know, I want to know the story that led up to why are these people in the room holding a bloody knife? You know, I, I need to know I, that. I agree with you. In a perfect world, I would have sat on my ass all day, sinking tins and exactly. watching sports. But, sinking tins, uh, mate. <laughs> I didn't. I was, I was out at a second birthday party. Uh, you <laughs> dick. Missed it. Should have had it streaming on the phone, Greeno. Go out there and get your KO. If I hear one more KO promo during the ashes, I'm going to throw my laptop through the fucking window. <laughs> Every got, and it's Mark fucking Howard. Every few overs, oh the kids—they're watching the KO. Look at the KO out there. KO. Does he get a bonus or something? Is it like put in put in the, the promo code? Yeah. Put in the promo code Howie, and you know you get ten percent <laughs> off your fucking KO sub, yeah. Greeno. He's exactly. just non-stop on the K. All right, I get it, mate. It's good. We know. We're watching it. Fuck. Well, that, that's the advantage of like having it on the background at work, I guess, because the the mics, yeah. the volume is always low, so yes. I don't have to listen to the commentary. I just hear enough that I can I know kind of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so having had to deal with much ads, having had to deal with much Howie bullshit. Um, but yeah, back back to your point of like I could have whipped out the the phone and I thought it'd be in a pro. I thought uh, I don't want to be that dude. Mm. I don't want to be the rude guy who's sitting in the in the corner. Yeah. Just watching his phone, watching a race. I'm watching my kid, you know. Well, well but, but I guarantee you, right, if you were at this kid's birthday party, you pulled out the phone. Just say you pulled out the phone in the dark corner and you just start yeah. watching the fucking cricket, Greeno. I guarantee you that at, within five minutes, if there was another man at this kid's birthday party, he would wander over. He'd be like, what are you watching? Mm. Oh, have you got the cricket on? Oh, yeah, we're going all right, are we? And next thing you know, two becomes four, becomes three, you know, and then in it, you know, every man in the neighborhood will be yeah. in that dark corner with you watching the cricket. Watching the around the it's like when you it's- see a guide like doing something on the engine on the car in the street. Yeah. You know, if like once upon a time a guy would be doing some mechanical things on his car, and if another mm. man in the neighborhood sees that, they gravitate over to it. But our generation is not the type that does shit to cars. We watch phones. We're like, check out this video. Look at what I'm watching. And that's how we gravitate around, Green. Nice, Gary. So you could have got out of that, but you missed it. I could have. It was. It's an interesting dynamic, though, because it was. it's the wife's friends. Uh, so I don't know anyone. So fuck them, so, <laughs> so I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want to be that. Like, if it was one of my mates, but I, can, I, I just go put their TV on. Yeah. Like, I got to your house for a birthday. I'm yeah. like, well, mate. Dude, that's cricket. Put TV on. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, people I don't know thought, yeah, I'll, I'll try and do the right thing. Hmm. Um, 
Where, I'm going to try and fool these. I'm going to try and fool these people into thinking I'm a good guy yeah. <laughs> by just you know going along with it instead of flipping their TV on and like just putting your feet up on the coffee table. It's like, look yeah. at this, boys. We're three for twenty five. Look at that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, can I give a quick? I'll give, I'll give a quick nice Gary to the host of uh, nice said to you, Gary. They th- for the food they got a hot dog cart. Oh really? So they literally got a, like a, a dude who did hot like proper American hot dogs oh. and like a vendor. He went up and he, he, he put on all the different toppings. There was like ten different toppings to choose from. Mm. Squeeze your own sauce. It was pretty good. So out, out of all the out of the uh, the options for for kids party food, a dude literally like wheeling out hot dogs. Pretty good. There you go. That's a fucking great idea. It was, it was only the other day my wife was telling me how they had like some. They they were told they were going to have a catered work thing, right? But okay. but the food was being served out the front of the building, like on the okay. street. So, but it's just like not not in a restaurant or anything, not in a hall, just out the front of the building on the street. That's where you're getting served. But that's exactly what I said. I said, so hang on, it's catered. And she said, yeah. And I said, so what are they just going to pull a fucking kebab truck up, <laughs> just like light everyone up and start giving them kebabs? Like what that's else weird. would you do? It's fucking weird, eh? It's a very dodgy kebab. Yes, because <laughs> because COVID greener. Nice. Yeah. Got to be safe out there. Nothing nothing says safety like having food uh, handled and cooked outside. Yeah. <laughs> outside in yeah. a filthy with kebab no, carry. No refrigeration. Yeah, that no, sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Can we, uh, uh, this was, I put it down as a story time, but it's actually a dick move. Can we do a, a bit of a dick move? You I want to give a dick, dick. move to uh, the James Squires Corporation. If okay. I can. The beer place? The beer company? The beer place, that's okay. correct. So, uh, James Squires 150 Lashes is my beer of choice. Yeah. Uh, aside from Budweiser, I don't drink anything else. I like the Golden uh, Ale one, but I haven't had it for a while, but that's. No, no, not bad, not bad. Yeah. But 150 for me is there's the peak of beers, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sick of. You know, scrimp and save. And if I'm going to drink beer, I'm going to drink good beer. I'm going to mm-hmm. drink 150 lashes. Now, we had a nice little arrangement, me and the James Squires people. I buy your beers. You package them in a certain way. Yep. I drink them. I hand over my money. Everyone's happy. Everyone now, gets fucking paid off in the end. It's, got a, it's yeah. a good arrangement we've got here. It's a good win. Now, someone up there at the, the Squires factory, some smart dick, they've got, some, they've got a consultant in, I guarantee, what's happened. Oh, no. They've got a consultant in. They're like, look. Uh, we we want to we want to change the way these things are packaged. Instead of putting your six packs in this nice little convenient carrying container where everything has its own individual slot, and you've got a nice little handle you can lift your beers in. Okay, we're gonna we're now just gonna put the cardboard outside the six pack, so everything's kind of loose and jiggly in the middle. Oh. <laughs> I hate those six packs, Greeno. I hate those six packs. So, for some reason, James Squires have changed their packaging now. So, their six packs are no longer in the convenient little hand where everyone's got its own little slot yeah. and everything's got a little bit of cardboard around it. So, nothing clinks together. Now, as soon as you take one beer out of a six pack, it's fucking open season. Everything's <sighs> loose. Everything's falling out. They're I can sliding out of the it. fridge. They're dropping on the shelf. They're and dropping stuff. on the shelf. I take one out, yeah. then it's a collapsible. It's a domino effect now <laughs> out of it. Out of the convenient thing. So dick move to whoever fucking okay, signed that off. Whoever suggested it firstly, and secondly, whoever signed it off and do put you, that in action. Yeah. It's disgraceful. It's disgusting. Do you reckon they think it looks more sexy or something? Do you reckon they think it looks more fancy as opposed to if you can just grab the beers, like the top of the beer, and you can hold the whole six-pack by holding one beer because it's all nice and snug with the cardboard wrapped around them the way yeah. it's supposed to be? Uh, do you reckon that's too working class or something? So they're trying to make them look because you know what crownies come in that kind of a six pack holder. Yeah, 
Um, other ones like Bex and stuff come in that kind of a six pack holder, mm. right? Uh, I think even not, but I don't think buds do, but I think cores might. No, buds, buds are the carry carry case, like I yeah, like squares used to have. Yes. So you know, I I wonder if they just think it like they've got some fucking brand expert, whatever. Mm. What, how did you refer to them? A consultant. Consult, definitely a consultant. They like got this one dude, of the bobs in. On the books, they've, they've paid someone's cousin to come in <laughs> and offer their advice. <laughs> so I reckon they're straight out of uni or something. And right, yeah, you know, oh, 100%. They've done a marketing degree or they, they studied at TAFE. Yeah. They did like a night course. They, they don't actually three... drink beer, you know. No, they... never had a beer in their life. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, at their poetry readings, you know, Ooh. they're asked, what do you do? Oh, I'm, I'm doing marketing for a beer company. Oh, really? Do you... Oh, no, God, never touch the stuff. <laughs> oh, no, of course not. <laughs> these idiots will believe anything, these beer drinkers, you know. Nice, Gary! 150 grand, 200 grand a year. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming and now we've got a Now we've got a, a six-pack that doesn't work anymore. Exactly. The six-pack that just fucking goes everywhere now and I can't carry it properly. So you're going to um, be off them now? Is that it? Are you done? Because you you nah. do you are pretty cold and hard when it comes to consumer products. You'd be very, you know, the the day they fuck you over. You haven't had McDonald's for like twenty one years or something. Yeah, something like because that. and it started because you didn't like a veterans ad that they ran because they it was wasn't it a room for like all of these veterans were in McDonald's and didn't they just start disappearing off the screen or something? It was it was basically it was an Anzac Day ad where uh, throughout the entire ad they sublim- not subliminally. Hmm. Every Just in the background them. of every veteran, yeah. there was a McDonald's symbol somewhere, <laughs> and I'm like, "What is the fucking? This is inappropriate." And I was personally offended by it, so yeah. I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm going to strike." And like, well, "What are you going to do, dickhead? You like, how are you going to show them?" I'm like, "Well, I'm just not going to give them my money." And they're like, "Oh, let's see how long that lasts." Yeah. Twenty-one years at the moment. That's how long it lasts. Twenty-one year boycott of McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> one man's Fuck. one man's struggle, ladies and gentlemen. They'll make a documentary about it one day. They will. Well, they, they better because what are they making documentaries about these days? Who fucking knows? Yeah. I think they only make documentaries about movies now. That's <laughs> it. Like, here's the story of this movie. It's like, come on, I just watched the movie. <laughs> I like it. Aren't there any more whales or something? <laughs> you know, sure. go and shoot some more whales so we yeah. can have something to talk about. Uh, before, let's go after this one. We'll go to a, a break. Uh, okay. more Adele. We've been on a bit of an Adele kick the last couple of weeks, mm. and we've fallen into the trap. I mean, we explained it last week. We've fallen into the trap of this faux media outrage, and basically just a subliminal way to advertise Adele's album. Correct. She seems to be popping up in articles everywhere about the most random, weird, obscure things. So, firstly, it was the you know being offended by the Channel 7 reporter who didn't apparently listen to her album. Yeah, then it was but no, the no, she, they didn't even lie about that one. She wasn't She wasn't offended. I don't think she really fucking said anything at all on the matter, but it was just like it was the PR companies. They plucked a few. They probably ran the Twitter accounts themselves, Greeno. So they, yeah. the Twitter accounts are out there going, oh, my God, this is a fucking outrage. The PR companies pluck them. They send them off to their little glib little servants in the fucking corporate press who type up the little blogs, Greeno. And yeah. get the links out there on Twitter. Next thing you know, social media outrage over uh, no not listening to Adele's album. And so, yeah, exactly. it, it, but she's in the the result is she's in the news perpetually. The last time we saw this really full scale kind of attempt was with Megan and fucking Harry, I reckon. Ooh. Where for like a year they try they're trying to convince everybody what a wonderful couple they are and how awesome it would be for them to have a Netflix show. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, you are never gonna make these people likable it's never gonna and, happen 
And then they also do a special where they were talking about how they don't want to be in the limelight anymore. Yeah, because it's all bullshit. But they had that do that by doing a, an hour special with exactly. Oprah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I started, I, I joined in on reality TV because I really respect my privacy. Yeah. Like, you know, like I just don't want to be around anybody. That's why I want cameras following me around 24 hours a day filming me you know we want to be the next kardashians basically but that's because we really don't want to have a high because we want our privacy exactly exactly. nice gary nice gary either either they're mind fucked or they think everyone else is exactly (laughs) um so uh the adele thing went from that then it went to the dude having to apologize about the adele thing last week Mm -hmm. to this week just they're just obviously running out of things to try and plug this fucking album (laughs) in the news because this one popped up uh during the week seth rogan smoked a ton of weed before adele's cbs concert special this was in the new york post the new york post ladies and gentlemen isn't it like the oldest newspaper in the states something like that i think it is probably yeah i think correct me if i'm wrong our american listeners um sounds about right how is this well (laughs) it's going well at the new york post isn't it what is going on could could i just ask uh, what the fuck why is seth rogan back in the consciousness well because because the same thing's happening for him now because he put out he put out a fucking you know kind of milk toast edgy boy tweet who was remember that thing where he was like if whoever his santa ink whatever his shitty fucking christmas movie is (laughs) Right, and he didn't he put out a tweet saying something like basically, oh, it looks like I've upset all of the trolls and the white supremacists and the Nazis or whatever it fucking was. It was along those lines, typical shit. Yeah, you know. And then I think again, this is just another attempt. So now we're crossing the streams, Greener. You're never Uh, supposed to cross the streams. It's like two blokes at a urinal. Exactly. Hang on, what are you doing? Turn that way. He's Adele's shaking her dick. He's shaking his dick. (laughs) And they're getting each other's piss all over each other's trousers, Greeno. <laughs> That's but, it. This is, yeah, this is a big splash. We don't want the splash. So we've powered up the Adele outrage machine for a few weeks. We've powered yeah. up the Seth Rogen. So I think what's going to happen here is either there's going to be a movie written by Seth with Adele as like the love interest, or Seth is going to sing a duet with Adele, Greeno. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons We hope to see you over there very soon It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessie When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We'd never thought that 30 years later It'd still be 
Saturday night and cheesy movies. The ones that used to show us boobies. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Line. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to follow, you can do so. Via the little blue bird, follow Greeno at the starting block. One word, drop the cat at the end, follow myself at Boogie Bumper. Greeno, you know how you just kind of flick around through Twitter during the break? You know, you've got a couple yeah. of minutes just to relax, refocus. Um, on my trending list from this morning, I've got something mm-hmm. from BuzzFeed News here, and right. it is uh, Britney Spears's eldest son is literally her clone, Greeno. No, that popped up in my feed a little bit earlier today. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, obviously, they don't understand the definition of clone. Mm. Well, does that mean when now we can finally start chasing uh, Britney Spears' son into the restroom? He's in, into the pisser. That's with a right. telephoto lens. Follow him in just to double check. Yeah. Uh, good call. Yeah. Uh, can we get that conservatorship in in line pretty quickly? Yeah, just let's, let's just start. Out. Let's start taking away his pocket money now. Yeah, so just, just, it. just for his own safety, though. Yeah, for his own safety, because you know it's all about safety, Green. You got to protect people out there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, speaking of protecting people, I don't know if you saw this. I know we don't generally do a lot of political content on the show, Greeno, and there's a good reason oh, this, for that. This, this one, though. Yeah. This one's definitely. Sometimes every now and then something's got to slip through the cracks. Uh, yeah. This was tweeted out earlier by, I don't know who Neri Zilber is. He, they, I'm going to assume they is a journalist because they have in their bio, journalist, Greeno. <laughs> That's it, literally. Journalist, analyst, Bylines. Bylines. Okay, thank you. Nice, Gary! So he tweeted out, Finland's Prime Minister is 36 years old, went out clubbing till 4am, left her work phone at home. (gasps) Imagine leaving the work... Imagine not taking the work phone on personal time, Greeno. Can you imagine? Mm. I know. Uh, Left the work phone at home and was therefore unreachable to get a text telling her she needed to quarantine. So how do you like that? The Finnish Prime Minister, Greeno, I mean... This, this bitch gets elected and she thinks she can go to the club whenever she wants? No, no, no. Well, what, what, we what sent you a text. We told yeah. you to go home. <laughs> so mm. even the Prime Minister, Oxley. even the Prime Minister, my point here is even the Prime Minister is basically being treated like a five-year-old after school by a fucking mean babysitter. Nice, Gary! <laughs> you can have the top me. job in the country and still yeah. be bossed around by the, you know, because of COVID. How it works. That's how it works. Uh, you're missing the the big breaking story, though, Damo. Mm-hmm. Finnish Prime Minister was at the Albion Hotel in Parramatta. Ah, oh, nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Went out clubbing at 4 a.m. Yep. Suddenly today, mm. I'm looking. Hot spot. Hot spot. Hot goss Co- off the press. Contacts. Yeah. Yeah. You'd see her, you'd see her there, Greeno, and you'd walk up to her and you'd say, what's a girl like you doing in a place like this? And she'd go, I don't speak English. I don't know English. No English. Um, nice, Gary. I'm Finnish. <laughs> 
Firstly, though, uh, tip of the hat to Finnish Prime Minister. Hmm. Uh, 36 years of age, got the top job. Well yep. done. Going out Secondly, clubbing. She, she's actually a bit of a stunner. Um, thirdly, like, yeah, still still kicking on. Like, you'd assume if someone is that career-driven to, you know, leading a nation at the 36 years of age, yep. that maybe they're a bit more conservative and, you know, oh, I've got to you know, read the books, blah, blah, blah. No, no, she's like, fuck it, we're going out. <laughs> Like I'm thirty, I'm thirty eight, hmm. and there's no way I'm staying out till four a.m. So I'm gonna give her, give her a nice carry. Oh, nice carry. <laughs> She's energy. No one could accuse her of being low energy. You know what? Exactly. I would vote for this person regardless of what their politics are, mm. just because At something least. like that is a real thing that happens. Well, here's the, here's the question though. So uh, it just did, speaks to being a real day? person though, and that's like yeah. good enough because you can you can. You can argue and debate and you can rationalise and you can come to – you can compromise with a rational person, Greeno. Mm. You can't compromise with an irrational person because they're irrational. Yeah. So even – so just because she's 36 years old, went out to the club, left her work phone at home and then couldn't get the text to say you need to quarantine, the fucking mm. Prime Minister, so what, was going on out clubbing? That's a, that's a rational – that's a normal person thing to do. So instantly yeah. I'm like, you know what? This is this is a reasonable person we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. It's the ones who pretend like they don't do anything. They're the fucking problem. Those or are the like ones the, we need yeah, to weed yeah, out. Yeah, 100% right. Um, I'm also impressed. Like, uh, obviously they were trying to call her as well. Hmm. She, she did the right thing because imagine being on the other end of the call. You need you need a, need a quarantine. What? You need a quarantine. <laughs> what? Sorry. Sorry. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I'll, I'll call you back. I, I can't hear you. Put your hands in the air, make some noise. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, definitely nice guy. Nice guy. Well done. Uh, can we get her to run for this car? I'm sure there's an election coming up in Australia. It's got, it can't be far away. No, did, did, didn't we have a big problem with people coming in on dual passports? <laughs> They're running no, for we're office. Right. We're, oh, we're we changed the rules, didn't we? So now yeah, you can, now you can go. All right. Now, now's a good time, actually, because, you know, we, we're sneaking the uh, the Chinese kids in to, mm. to get their uni money. So um, while we're doing it, we'll get the Finland PM in. Yep. My first order of business as the new Australian Prime Minister is we need to make more snow. Yeah. <laughs> Too hot. Too hot. You know, Finland <laughs> works. And what I know in Finland is we have a lot of snow. Hey, here's my here's my homework for you for the next week. Yeah. Uh, what I'm intrigued as to what a Finnish accent sounds like. Mm. Well, we we really only know Finnish accents from like the likes of Kimi Räikkönen, Mika Häkkinen, because we're fucking F one nerds. Exactly. Like, what other Finnish people? Tommy Mackinen, he, Now he was a rally driver. Rally driver. Now, it's what other Finnish great. people are there? It's it. That's the, it's the four. It's four of them. Yeah. It's it's Hakkinen, yeah. It's Kimi. It's uh, Sarah Marin, and that guy you just mentioned, Tommy Mackinen. Tommy Mackinen. That's it. There's only four people. Yeah. That's where, that's how she became PM. <laughs> the Three of them voted for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because Kimmy couldn't be asked showing up for the vote. No, he, he showed up and he was like, you'll want to make some fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary. Good. It's Kimmy's final race on the weekend. I know. It's sad, isn't it? He's it finally given it up. How old is he now, man? Like 43? 41, 42, perhaps? There, he just Kimmy keeps Rocky. going, doesn't he? He's still, he's still a tough racer too. Like. Still races hard. The, the the race in the week. I don't know if you caught. 
like, like oh, yeah, I watched it. I watched it. Yeah, I watched the replay like a couple of days oh. later. It was fucking now, ridiculous what was going that on. That was the I most think. chaotic F1 race I think I've yeah. seen in my life. That was the only like, reason I watched it because I was listening to like British radio for a couple of days before the Ashes because I like to hear the Poms whinge before the game even yeah, starts, you know. So I was listening in and they they were talking about this F1 race nonstop for two days. I'm like, fine, I'll fucking watch it then. So I had to, yeah. and it was fucking nuts what was going on. It was pretty on. good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Lewis Hamilton careens into a fucking wall on turn one. So Verstappen could just have a nice cruisy finish all the way to the checkered flag, Greener. That'd be no, nice. Verstappen's such a fuckwit. I'm I'm uh, yeah, but fuck he, Hamilton. He, fuck Hamilton though. Here is I don't what want him to get another one. Done. It's very similar to the Mark Nicholas situation. Hmm. Verstappen is such a fuckwit, he's got me wanting Lewis Hamilton to win. You know, what, like you know what, though? Verstappen reminds me of Lewis Hamilton when he was young. <laughs> Honestly. No, Lewis, Lewis was always a clean driver. Verstappen's just fucking, he's got, he's got the Schumacher vibe where he's like, well, I just, I just drive into him. That's what I'll do. Like, <laughs> he, it's too quick. Fuck it. I'll just I'll run he's, him off and the road. It's another German, Marino. Another one of yeah. these fucking Germans because they're ruthless. Uh, they're just like, uh, no, I, if, I, 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 if I can win by killing a man, then of course, hand me the weapon. It. Hand me the weapon. I shoot him right now. I don't care. I saw Fuck Christian it. Horner uh, post yesterday. Mm. Uh, he did an interview where he's like, look, uh, we we assure you there'll be no dirty tactics from Max because we believe he's the better driver on the track. And I'm like, <laughs> well, quite, based on what we saw last weekend, no, he's not. Because <laughs> the only way he had to keep Lewis behind him was by literally running him off the track. Um, Boy, did he brake test him or did Lewis run into him? He definitely brake tested him. He's he's literally, if you look at that replay, he's in the middle of the road. Does so the telemetry like, show oh, that he hit the brakes, though? He's in, he's in the middle of the track. Yeah. And then he, he's Lewis like, what the hell's going on here? He slowed up, and then he's like, he dead set brake testing me. So, um, yeah, poor form there. If you're going to let a guy dude, go, you got to let him by. Yeah. Get to the left-hand side. Yeah. He, um, he I, I reckon he... He didn't do it in. He didn't do it like consciously to break test him, but he had a flash of anger where he's like, "All right, it was like this guy, like, all right, you want me to let him go past? I'll fucking let him go past." And he, you know what I mean? Like, fuck it, all right then. And he, I reckon, as soon as he did it, he probably felt like a fucking idiot for doing it. You know what I mean? One of those. Mm, so that's nah, why the story was spun like. No, no, he was letting him pass because that's the first thing that blurted out of his mouth. He was like, I, I was fucking letting him pass because he wanted to get past. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I reckon it was an aggro, you know, crime of passion, don't they call it, Karina? Well, well, that's the first time I can remember in an F1 race a dude has been penalised three different times for dirty <laughs> tactics. Yeah. I've never seen it before. That and, and they were all legit. It's not like, oh, you know, that could have been either way. Like, Okay, no, he cut the track and then cut him from there. He he, Lewis was ahead, and then he just flat out ran him off the track. He just refused to break. Oh, don't and make me want Lewis to win. Don't do no, that. and that's that's the po the position I'm in. I don't like it, oh. but I'm like I, I don't like Verstappen that much. I know. But I'm like, he's hey, a get me cheering for fucking Lewis Hamilton. I don't like it. He's a cocksucker. Um, dirty taste in my mouth. Yeah, uh, I was saying. What about Vettel like running around in 14th or 15th? And I I just thought like. I just wonder if Sebastian Vettel's running around there at the back of the field and he's just watching Hamilton for all these years just go fucking championship after championship. And he must be thinking to himself, I can fucking beat that guy. Yeah, I can, can fucking beat him. In but, the right car, he can. But, yeah, he um, he's been driving pigs for the last five years, Greener. Well, he, he drove a Ferrari for yeah. three of those five. <laughs> he, 
Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Ferrari's a pig. Yeah. Um, Ferrari goes through stages, though. They're shit for 10 years and then they're good for a few years and then they're shit for 10 years again. Well, they were only good in the Schumacher era and then they went shit again. Like, no, no, they had the, some moments with Vettel. Wasn't he close to a couple of championships? Uh, not close championships. He won some races, but he just definitely uh, definitely wasn't a championship contender. Mm. It was the red. It was the Red Bull versus Mercedes. Yeah, exactly. Oh well, no, it was Red Bull versus Red Bull. Pretty much at that time, that was just when Red Bull were running away, and then oh, Mercedes well. kind of took over and just dominated for five years. And this is the first year it's actually been a tight championship. So, mm. I bet you, uh, I bet you, Lewis is going to win. I'm going to fucking hate it. But then if Verstappen wins, we're going to be like, oh, little cunt. Fucking Verstappen. You got to remember, this is the dude that basically got Ricardo shipped off Red Bull as well. That's right, too. So they no, got rid of like the most marketable, friendly. Um, yeah. outgoing, like the, the best fucking, the best kind of role model you could have. I hate that term, but the mm. best one you could possibly have in F1 would be Daniel Ricciardo. He's fucking totally clean, positive, yeah. happy go lucky, like always big smile. Like, Hey, how you going, mate? Probably because he's an Australian and not yeah. some fucking miserable nihilist fucking German spoilt little fucking brat, you know? Who's just like, no, fuck you, mate, run him off the road. I don't give a fuck, you know, instead of that. Or the the guy, the pompous fucking British ass clown who sues the watch manufacturer that existed a hundred years before he was fucking born because they happen to have the same name as him. Like, uh, I, you, you know, know. You know Verstappen's Dutch, right? Dutch, German, whatever. There's a blur there. <laughs> There's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> Victor Von Schroom's going to fucking hate This show that. is fucking so off the rails. Victor Von Schroom. Well, I tell you what. Okay, he's Dutch. Well, he acts like a fucking German then. He does very, definitely act like a German. <laughs> so, he's, you know, I don't know if that's better or worse for you, Dutchman out there, but mm. <laughs> yeah, if he's Dutch, then he acts like a German cunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we've gone off track. Uh, you talk about flicking on, on Twitter during the ad break. Mm. I, I did the same. I saw this. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm. Home Sweet Alone. They've decided to what? remake Home Alone in 2021. Really? Yeah. Okay. And instead of like, God. you know, Joe you Pesci and Daniel Stern, yeah. they've got a man and a woman now, bumbling crime idiots. They've made the, they've made the quality. kid a bit <laughs> they made the kid a bit nerdier. Really? Yeah. Uh, the whole the whole like, appeal of Macaulay Culkin was that he was not a nerd. He was he yeah. was a he was a misunderstood cool kid. Exactly. He was he was the one who was always getting in trouble. The nerd was fucking Fuller who wets the bed because he drinks too much Pepsi. That's nerd. <laughs> yes, sir. Give yourself a nice Gary. Thank you, sir. Um, nice Gary. Well, out of all the movies you could remake, why would you attempt to like? You, they already fucked up by making Home Alone three. Yeah. Without Macaulay, yeah, they already they, they, they tried to like sack it for one more. Home and... Alone two was too much. Home Alone yeah, should have just been all, Home Alone once and done. Done. Yeah, Home Alone Two was watchable though. You can, you can, but they snuck no. that one in. I'm like, look, no. I can tolerate two. Three was terrible with a different one other than Macaulay. Now, if they bring Macaulay back, we did we talk about this last week off memory, Mm-mm. where we were talking about having like an adult Macaulay at home. Uh, I don't know how often do we talk about Macaulay Culkin though. We probably talk about him a bit. I don't often. remember in reference to this though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did on last week. So what is he? Before. Is he back for this remake? Is he? No, he's not. Oh, what good. I'm saying Thank is you can make a remake of Home Alone where Macaulay's an adult lost at home. So or Macaulay maybe- Culkin, the only child actor who has dignity? <laughs> like, is, like, <laughs> is he? Because does he remember in his 20s and stuff, he just kind of wanted to get high and fuck the, the models, and he just is like, yeah. he was. He basically said to the world, just fucking leave me alone, I'm done. 
I got my millions. I'm sweet. Yeah, I made my my Christmas classic for the ages, and I'm out. Yeah. See you later. And he was Ooh. he was you know he did the usual struggling artist thing. He played in a band for a while, but he's never been a moaner or a whiner about it, has he? He's just kind of like, no, nah, nah, everything's just, cool. I'm good. Like, hey, yeah, it's cool. Like. This is what it is. I got my money. And he know, gives and he gives whatever. the paparazzi and the fucking like the leeches in social media. He gives them nothing. You know, mm. there's no, there's never really anything. You know, there's nothing. There's never a controversy or anything from him or anything, is there? He just kind of drifts along. He does his just own thing. Yeah, he's fine. Right. All good. I like him. Right. Um, but he, he's a, he's a, he's a thought for you, Damon. He's an idea. Okay. He's how he's how I'd like to do a Home Alone remake with Macaulay. Mm. Let's go. We'll do a, we'll do a Home Alone four. If okay. you will. Yep. Uh, Macaulay, though, we're gonna have to wait a while, hmm. but he's a dementia patient, <laughs> so it's like a grandpa. Yeah. And we left grandpa at home. All right. Again, the whole family—it's a reverse. You but know, they do it—they do it intentionally. Like they lock him in the—they yeah. lock him in the attic, and mm. you know, leave a couple of bags of fucking dry dog food or something in there for him. And they're like, yeah. all right, hopefully he'll figure it out by the time we get back. Exactly, yeah. but similar, similar. Exactly, it's the exact same movie, mm. but you do it with a, a, an old dementia Macaulay yeah. instead of a young, and he's got to protect his house. <laughs> what if without, what if we without cast, remembering what his name is? What if we make Macaulay the new old guy with the snow shovel, Greener? Mm. So, but it will be Macaulay Culkin with the snow shovel. But the movie's all about him. So you know he's donking the criminals on the head with the snow shovel. Yeah. Because he can't remember where he where he lives. Yes, he just stumbles into the new Macaulay's house, yep. and just freaks out the poor kid. I like it. Could be on something. So scary. What are we doing? Uh, it's 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 a big big moment. Uh, okay. I don't want to I don't want to uh, pump it up too much. But time for some updates. Milo rankings. Oh, okay. Because we've only got, got one more show left before our Christmas break. So right. we take a break, do we, over Christmas? Oh, well, Christmas Eve is our show. And fuck, no, when, no we fuck doing that. Christmas Eve. No. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to happen. No. So, so final Milo rankings of the year. So we're tallying up the votes because uh, I'm not going to do it next week hmm. but for the end of the year. And Kimmy, our uh, number one power rankings Winner yes. from what? The all time, the all time number one winner because it only went for one year. Because after one that, year. we scrapped it because there was yeah. too much infighting and fucking peckering, Greener. That's right. Yeah, we lost. We lost listeners because for some reason it was deemed inappropriate. <laughs> they got frustrated by us ranking how low they were. <laughs> people, um, people wanted like the statistical run. They wanted countbacks done yeah. of the power ranking scores. <laughs> so we had to scrap it. And then that's it. Wasn't that after that that we decided on Unity Day, Greener? Correct, because yeah, we're rankings. like, yeah, there was too much anger over the power rankings. That was the original January activity on the block. That's right. That was, it was the power rankings, and then there was too much anger, <laughs> so we had to reunite the blockheads. Kimmy sent us through this. Uh, she's like, she's, she's very keen on the Milo rankings as well. Yeah. And she said, uh, a new contender has entered the scene for consideration in the Milo rankings. Hmm. Uh, we got the video. We got the video, but um, he doesn't say anything about a dog. So oh, three three minutes camera. fifty apparently. I'm yeah, well, this is three minutes fifty right here. There we go. And I was able to get to know you very briefly. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I said, I asked you if you were serious, but and if you were carrying uh, live ammunition, you said yes. Yep. And then you gave me some directions, and that was pretty much the depth of our relationship for the next eight minutes. Yep. Yep. Uh... You were like, hey. Uh, that doesn't you... sound like a dog. That doesn't sound like a dog at all. 
But uh, uh, she backed it up with some happy snaps here. So apparently there's Kyle with the doggo next to him, Greeno, after a little trip on the beach. Nice, Gary! Doggos love the beach. They love to run around in there and jump in the water. And that yeah. one, he looks like he's had a good little swim, doesn't he? Look at that. And so that's Kyle Rittenhouse and his dog is apparently Greeno named Milo. So. Nice, it is, Gary. 100%. Nice, Gary. Now, the interesting thing is, so the original thought was, uh, look, I think I finally found a Milo that I can rank lower yeah. than Milo White. Milo Yiannopoulos, who is, who is outside the top 50 now at this point. Yeah, oh, by far. The amount of Milos we've found, he's definitely uh, yeah. outside the top 50. We've had, like, we've, had, we've had different kinds of Milo the drink, Milo the candy. There was the hot, there was Milo Hot Bondi Boys Edition, Greeno. Hot Definitely. Bondi Boys Edition, 100% right. We had Milo the uh, the Roman Emperor. Milo, the Roman Emperor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Milo's coming Up the wazoo. Out of us. That's right. Exactly. So I was very excited. And finally, we finally found one demo. Yeah. And then uh, I was going through the, the back history of, of the, the Milo's. Yeah. And then I realized that unfortunately this is a double up because now I know it's that guy's dog that that overlaps with soon to be dead dog Milo. <laughs> it's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry. If you need to cover your wall, it works. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Count, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you? Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do this. You just do without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No! <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come dick on, really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly really love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it. Uh, so subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye.
welcome to the starting block. Follow on Twitter at the starting block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on tavshow.com. Yes, back in the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, Damo, a bit of uni day news, just to kick us off for the final segment of the show. Mm. Normally do it the second segment, but that thing was already run long, so nipped in the bud. Um, we we, uh, we made the big announcement last week that we were trying to find a bit more balance mm. uh, when it came to the show. So uh, uni day, it's, it's fast approaching. We're only a, yeah, a bit over a month away. Yeah, it's gone so quick, Greeno. I mean, with the lockdowns, you can't believe how difficult it's been to get face-to-face with Bruno Lucia Greeno. It's almost mm. like he doesn't even want to talk to us. Mm. But that's exactly. it's mostly because of the government restrictions and the lockdowns and whatnot. And, you know, hopefully just two more weeks, everyone, of course. We're all good. Two more weeks and we'll be back to normal again, you know, just around yes. the corner. <laughs> We're all in this together, right? All in together. So yeah. we uh, last week, to, to add to the already uh, pretty impressive sleazeball lineup mm-hmm. of uh, Bruno Lucia and John Getz, mm. uh, last week we've heard, for the purposes of balance, someone who can stand up to him. Hmm. Was uh, we brought in Anna Klomsky yes. from My Girl. From My Girl, because she's been uh, through girl. so much. Exactly. That's why we were talking about Macaulay Culkin. That's right, 100% right. Yeah. I was like, I swear we were talking about Macaulay last week. Yeah. Uh, but the blockheads are like, look, I, I don't think that's fair. Hmm. You, you, you've got your Klomsky, but she's got to fight off both Lucia and Getz. Yeah, so they and, can double team her. Yeah, exactly. Which look, uh, Anna, she's a she's definitely a strong a strong broad, if you will. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I still feel that you know the the power of the chicky babes and uh, and John Getz hmm. might be a bit too much for her. What if so, she's a creative type though, Greeno? What if she got Bruno Lucia and John Getz to face off against each other in order to be the alpha creep around her? Oh, okay, yeah, she could. There she might be could. A bit of I, I think order stuff going on. Yeah, she might have that in her back pocket. But yeah. just in case that doesn't work, the blockheads have demanded a bit more balance. Okay. So to go with Anna Klumsky, I need someone who's strong, someone who can battle yeah. the, the likes of Lucia and Getz right. if worse comes to worse. Like, are you, are you speaking like battle is in violence, you know? Uh, if, if it needs be. Or a so, battle of uh, wits, Greeno. A bit of both. Okay. So uh, to cover both bases, had to go the next Karate Kid, Hilary Swank. <laughs> nice, we'll Gary! We'll be joining us joining. on Unity Day. <laughs> Day. Now what's, now, what's Hillary going to do on Unity Day, though? What's her What's her primary focus? Because, as you all know, Greener, we She'll all have tasks. Usually, lesson, usually I'm up in the tower. I'm kind of, yeah. you know, coordinating different things. Like, for example, Eden Gar's Garden of Eden. We had to, yeah. you know, direct the, the manure truck in so he could back yeah. up to the garden so the kids could, you know, spread the shit around. And then, of course, during the Dean Hutton saga, uh, you were down there tending to the children with third-degree birds, Greener. And I was up there trying to clear space using, you know, talking to security, trying to coordinate everyone, open up so we can get the ambulance in there to the kids because there's kids dying out there because of what Dean's doing to them. So, you know, we have, we all have different roles, you see. Now I'm wondering what's, what's Hillary Swank 
What's her role going to be on Unity Day? How's she going to participate? Uh, I think given her background of, of being the next karate kid, I think karate lessons. Karate lessons. I think she'll be she'll be putting on a, a, a performance piece, mm. if you will, mm. showing the, the beautiful art taught to her by Mr. Miyagi. Mm. Um, and then uh, basically just kicking seven types of shit out of anyone who gets near her vicinity. Out of the children, hopefully. If, yeah, possibly. No, it doesn't matter. We don't. We're, once again, this is unity, right? Yeah. So Everyone's it's not just. Equal. It's not kitties, so, but we need to think about the kitties because if we if we entertain the kitties, that'll bring the parents green on the and the parents bring the wallets. Yeah, but if you think about it, some some parents would like to see six different shades of shit kicked out of their kids by Hillary Swank. Who wouldn't? I mean, what an opportunity. So, there's a bit of sale appeal there. Yes. Of like, true. hey, little Jimmy has been a bit smart in the mouth the last couple of weeks. School holidays are just coming to an end. Yep. Hey, let's take him down to Unity Day. Mm. Hillary will give him a bit of a scissor kick. Hillary, Hillary will good. smack some respect into him. Exactly. So uh, it's, it'll it's make it'll cool. have people fucking sitting back wishing that Dean Hutton would come back. Exactly. Hundred yeah. uh, <laughs> percent. So you, you raise a good point, actually. What? Mm. What? Uh, I guess we got we got our names. Yeah. Have we allocated jobs yet? Now we've got we've not got Hillary doing the karate lessons. Well, this is normally um, Troy's area of expertise. It is. It is. So uh, we're really think, we're struggling without him on board. I think uh, Anna Klumsky is going to be doing a, uh, a honey. Yeah. She's going to be uh, teaching the kids how to get honey out of bees. <laughs> you don't get you don't get honey out of bees. You just collect it after it's out. Yeah, but should we should be doing? You don't it. milk them or anything. Should be donning the suit. Oh, the beekeeper how to, how to get a hive. So that's that's good because how will anyone even know that it's Anaklovsky? <laughs> you know so what? It's Anaklovsky yeah. because she's wearing the suit the whole time. Because since yeah. my girl, she's been at you know at a terrible so phobia of bees. So wherever she goes, that's why no one's seen her in thirty years, Greener. Exactly. She's walking around you know. LA somewhere in a beekeeper outfit. This is a role made for Anaklovsky right here. So we're gonna have Anaklovsky. On the stage during Unity Day in the beekeeper outfit. In the beekeeper outfit, correct. And someone uh, in the someone in the audience at some point is going to say something like, you know, oh, that could be anyone up there. And then mm. we'll have security remove them. No, no, we won't need security because we've got Hillary suit. Hillary, Hillary Swank will kick the shit out of them. It's all coming together, as it always does with you. She'll Unity teach Day. your kids how to kick the shit out of you. Yeah, if you if you dare suggest that that's not actually Anna Klumsky mm. underneath the beekeeper mask, Greener. Correct. See, this is coming together. It is. It Look at that. Does. Look at that. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, let's get some. Let's get some cricket. Because uh, we talked to Ashes briefly before. <laughs> nice, we had a new Australian captain, Capcall Pat. We had mm. used to have Capcall Cat for Simon Caddish. That's right. When he was the New South Wales captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we've got an Australian captain and a Penrith, Penrith boy in himself. Penrith boy uh, all the way fucking great, all the way to the top. Now, exactly. Michael Cap Clark was represented as a Penrith boy, but was he really a Penrith boy? I don't think he no. really was. No, definitely not. He, he kind of played out here for a little bit or something, didn't he? No, uh, he kind of like, he definitely, he definitely wasn't Penrith. He was kind of like, he went to a, a rich sports school. Effectively, Michael Clark. So. Did he go to Wentworth? Is it Wentworth Boys? Mm. Westfields, I think, wasn't it? West something, something West. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever he went to, it definitely wasn't out West. Uh, <laughs> but we never got our boy Pat. Now, it we was called West, the- but it's not West. <laughs> no. All right. Westfield. Um, right. Now, that's we, the shopping Pat- centre. Yeah, but it's called Westfield Sports High. Is it really? Maybe yeah. the shopping centre, maybe they're just training them up to be good fucking trolley boys, Greener. <laughs> 
Well, that's where most of them end up. <laughs> Either that or in prison. <laughs> nice, Gary. Yeah. West, West, Westfield Sports High School in Fairfield. Fairfield West. Shout out to the Parramatta fans out there. That's it. Shout Westfield Sports High. But Paddy Cummins, we gave him a lot of shit because he, he was he had a Cricket Australia contract for so yeah. many years and he was never he was always injured and we referred to him as Cottonwall Cummins. Yeah. But I swear like we're like, why do we keep on why are they paying this dude? Like give someone else the contract. Yes. But we I, we, we fucking I, hammered that for years. Like, why are we but, still paying this fucking kid to sit there and be injured every year? Come yeah. on, this is ridiculous. But he's, uh, I think he's paid back that money in spades over the last couple of years. Uh, no, I demand that. 10 years after the day of his retirement, <laughs> 10 years in the salt mine, Greeno. Just to pay that money back. Pay that money back. Uh, 10 years peeling potatoes in a kitchen somewhere. <laughs> Just keep backing uh, them in. No, we'll let you do the captain's book. To, you'll be able to get on the commentary team once you finish that truckload of spuds. <laughs> then your debt's paid off. Yeah, I like it. Good. A couple of stats, though. Bit I'm of Paddy a stat, stat man. man. I'm a stat man. After his 5 for 38 in the first innings, mm. uh, he now has the best average for a bowler in 58 years. Really? 21.18. He oh, has scary. the best strike oh, rate. Scary. So that's better the than the fucking Pidge as well because Pidge was yep. down there, wasn't he? Like 24 or 24, 25? I think it was. 23? Yeah, my head. Yep, there or thereabouts. Yeah, I think it was twenty-four. Yeah, uh, best strike rate in hundred and thirteen years. Really? For like 40. all of them, or just Australians? All Australians. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is Australians, but one hundred and thirteen years. Mm-hmm. He's got the best strike rate of forty-six point two in hundred and thirteen years. That's a uh, Capcore Cap, Capcore Pat. But it's it's kind of like when he was younger. It's it it surprises me how good he actually is, Greeno. If that makes sense. Okay. Like. Explain. Well, because when he was younger, he was kind of like a fiber and he was faster before he got injured. He was quick, yeah. He was like a 151, 152 kind of bowler. Yeah, he was. He was just out and out pace. He was just pure pace and venom at like 17 years old. But yeah. he, so that's when he, that's when he, I think he played his first Shield game when he was like 17, if I'm not mistaken. He was, yeah, because that's the year he played the Shield final. That's and right. we bowled him for like 45, 45 overs. overs and broke him and in half, basically. Broke him in half. And then, yeah, it took forever to, for him to come back. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm surprised because when you watch him, like he's just, he's like the Pete Sampras of cricket. Okay. So you don't remember Pete Sampras for, having the best serve, like the fastest serve. And you don't mm-hmm. remember Pete Sampras for having the best backhand or the best yeah. forehand or the best volley. But you remember Pete Sampras because he was really fucking good at all of them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But he wasn't the best at any of them. That He was he was really good at all of them. So for Cummins, for example, like he's not as like accurate, I don't think, as like say Hazelwood is. Hazelwood? He's not he's as fast not as, as fast Stark. As Stark. But he does bowl like at 138, 139, 140 on the reg, and he's mm-hmm. accurate like fucking 85% of the time. And yeah. the combination of those two stats make him the best bowler in the world. Yeah, number one ranked bowler. That's and, what, that, and, and that's what I mean when I'm like, I'm, I'm always surprised at just how good he really is. Because when you hear stats like that, because when you watch him, of course he's good, but it's like, it's not like, you know, you don't get the impression like, oh, he's overwhelming them or anything. He just fucking takes wickets. He's just yeah. good at everything. Like, you know, so I hope that makes sense. No, but- 100%. No, definitely. 100% accurate. Uh, it's a good analogy. Um, because, yeah, back when he first started, he was that 
he was the Mitchell Stark. He was the the pace man. He was the the guy that like, he, he's basically meant to be the next Brett Lee. He was like but, all arms and legs, and didn't he fucking fire it in? You uh, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he's just come come on leaps and bounds, become a, a more consistent bowler. Yep. Um, so good to watch. The best in the world. Hoping hoping get some fucking wickets tomorrow because mm. today was a bit of bit of a chore. <laughs> it's gonna have to happen in the morning. How how soon till the new ball? Isn't it like? Eight overs or something. Eight overs, but they're saying Hazelwood's injured, so he's not going to be able to take the new ball. Well, that's all right. Then Cummins and Stark will take the new ball. And then yeah, we'll throw Green right. on first change because he bowled really well. He bowled very good. He almost got that wicket last ball. Too. He was fucking bowling um, some angry stuff too, wasn't he? Like, yeah, well, he, he such a nice, he's such a nice kind of softly spoken, placid kid. And mm. someone must have said something to him like, mate, look at the size of you. You're a fucking... You're fucking huge, right? You're a beast. <laughs> fucking act like it. I reckon someone said something to him like that because he's so like polite and timid. He's like a gentle giant. But then today he was you could see it in his face. He was like, fuck these cunts. You know, all well, of a think- sudden he had the rage in him. And next thing you know, he's he's whizzing them past their fucking chin. Like, whoa, fuck, where did that come from? They thought he well, was th- a bum before that. <laughs> I think I think it had to do with the fact that he, he uh, left a ball that was that hit the top of off. That's right. <laughs> that also helps. That also that helps. helps. He won't be doing yeah, that, that again. I bet you he nicks yeah. off to fucking second slip in the second innings. Probably. Well, he's just blocking I, I, one I he should have left. <laughs> I had a stat yesterday. Uh, he, he like his most frequent mode of dismissal is leaving. Mm. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like he six has or insane seven. amount of leaves. Like it's a really high percentage. Six or seven times cricket. he leaves it. Because yeah. apparently he leaves a lot of them at the start of his innings and they know it, so they just go for the top of off. Follow the top of off, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a ball, Karen. Like, you're a good mate. I he's still <laughs> better than Watto, though. Watto, they were just like, just stick it on his pads and he'll get out. <laughs> he's yeah, just, right? just bowl it in his pads and he'll, he can't help himself. He'll get out. Don't worry. Let's go the opposite. Uh, let's go to reverse. We're talking about the goodness of Paddy. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about the reverse of this. Let's go a little bit of Marcus Harris stat man, if we can. Oh, okay. I'm a scat man. 233 players have opened at least 20 times in test matches. When ordered by average, Marcus Harris comes in 223rd. Nice, Gary. So That's good, man. At first, I th- always think, oh, they're being rough on Harris. Give him a chance. But. 20 tests, that's enough. That's a chance. That's all right. That's 40 odd innings. That's 40 innings at at worst. That's more tests Um, than fucking. Well, no, Stuart Clark played like 24 tests, didn't he? mm. So he got fuck all of a run because they picked him at the end of his career. Yeah, and he was great. It was the best bowling. How many tests did Brad Hodge play? Like less than 10? He played four, didn't he? Four tests, was it? Yeah, and he scored. He averaged over 100, didn't he? Something ridiculous like that. So Marcus Harris gets 20 tests and Brad Hodge got four. Yeah, but right. you know, Marcus Brad Hodge played when Ricky Ponting was there. Uh, as if, six, as if you couldn't play, as if you couldn't slot matches. Brad Hodge in like at number five, and he'd still do the the best job. You know, yeah. When Damian uh, Martin retired, they should have given it to Hodge. I think that's what happened. No, 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 because Hodge wouldn't. They wouldn't play Ponting and Hodge in the same team together. So, no, they did. Remember when we lost the 05 Ashes? That's when they came back, and we just absolutely dominated for the next couple of years because we brought in Hodge. And Punter was still there. So Hodge came in at four oh, or like, five. No, wasn't, wasn't he coming in at like, yeah, five or six even? Yeah, right? something like that. Yeah. And absolutely crushed it. Yeah. So, yeah. So he only played six tests. Six tests. Fucking hell. Brad Hodge. Yeah. And uh, scored a double ton in that. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. Would have, would have played 50, 60 tests easy. But, you know, nothing if- against Marcus Harris. I mean, you know, but he's had 20 tests now. That's all right. That's a fair clip. So would you oh, give exactly. him Adelaide or would you just put Kawaja in? 
I'm I'm going. Well, Manus is basically opening anyway because fucking none of the openers. But he works. It, so, it, it works so well with him at three. Why mess it up? You know. Yeah. Look, Aussie can open. I, I just go. I'd bring Aussie in. Uh, Aussie's a better option than Marcus Harris. Um, you you are, you send me a message going. Who who do we have after Warner retires? And we just flat out have no one. That's no. the problem. We we got a lot of really good middle order players um, mm. that can come in, but just no openers. This is how um, this is what nerds Greeno and I are. We were talking about which like young state players there are to replace yeah. Warner two years mm. from now. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like, who's coming up? Who have we got? Eight, who's eighteen and killing it? Yeah, because we need to. <laughs> we're we're well, going to need to blood them now. You know. Like I said, we got Pukowski. Uh He just can't stop getting concussions, though, so that's a concern. Yeah. But he is the the future. He's opener. he's a fucking star. He's waiting an absolute to happen. gun. And then yeah, yeah, that a, kid Hunt a, was it? Yeah, uh, Hunt who played for Australia. A. I think he is it like Henry Hunt or something? Henry Hunt, that's right. Yeah, um, five five tons, five fifties over the course of his he's only like in his early twenties. Mm. Uh, so far in his shield career. Shitty average though, he only averages about thirty eight, but I think it's because he's first he, he was brought into the SA system really young. Yep. So his first like year and a bit he, he scored fuck battered, all. And yeah. then since then I think his average is close well, to the 40, And he's 50. also he's also doing it in South Australia who gets fucking smashed every year. So it's every a game, it's yeah. a shitty team. So if you're scoring like really good five fifties and five hundreds in a fucking shitty team that bowlers target because they know they can smell blood when they go to Adelaide. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because their team's been so shit for so long. So if you're scoring runs in that kind of environment, then 38 isn't 30. 38's like fucking 60 in that kind Ooh. of a team, you know, because he's probably oh. scoring more than everyone else. Exactly. Yeah. So and I think I think Labashane was averaging like 35 or 36 when they brought him into the Aussie when team. They brought him look in. At him. He, he just come back from uh, – he, he was really average, actually. Uh, I was reading this during the week. Once again, fucking cricket nerd. I was reading about Sheffield Shield shit. Yeah. Um, when, he, when he was uh, – I listened to British broad – I listened to British talk radio British so I could British hear talk them radio. talk about how shitty their team's going. <laughs> and I want to hear about what county players they're going to send over halfway through the series, Greeno. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, they're talking about uh, how Marcus Labuschagne uh, – Marcus Labuschagne, sorry – was uh, averaging kind of only like 28 in for Queensland. Hmm. And then he went and played – I think it was for Glamorgan. Yep. Um – and just absolutely crushed it over I think, there. I think and he just Andrew, changed his Andrew, I think Andrew Simons played for them. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. Warning, and then I he came warning. back and then started carving up. Yeah, it would be because you give them you give them a little time on the fucking green, on the green pitches over in England, and all of a sudden they can see it a lot better. <laughs> exactly. Suddenly the Australian flat tracks seem a lot easier to battle. So yeah. um, as Manus, we were asking, we're talking about uh, Uzi as opener. Yep. Rick Finlay uh, happened to reply to someone's uh, message. Chris, with, sorry, oh, sorry to interrupt. Incidentally, Chris Rogers got back into the Australian team by being so good on English wickets. Spot on. He was like a, then, a really top um, English county player over there. He uh, was, but the thing with Chris Rogers though is he was always a good good player anyway in Australia, and he just never got picked. Yeah, because they're like, oh, he's too old now, and then we just really old. struggled. He got picked he for Australia when he was like thirty five, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, uh, a bit younger, but yeah, not not far off. And yeah. then he went on to have an amazing career, averaged you know almost fifty in tests. Same uh, with Hussey. Hussey got picked way too late. Hussey, 30? yeah, he was thirty. Yeah, thirty one, I think. Um, yeah. Gilly was like thirty. Yeah, but he was waiting for heels to finish. That was that was different. Yeah, uh, you know, but that was the trend back when. See, when Australia was dominating world cricket, you couldn't get into the team until someone retired. Spot on. Now so you'd be you'd be thirty anyone. years old before you got. You'd be a thirty year old fucking rookie in the yeah, Australian exactly. team. You know. 
Uh, Usman Kwaz's average as an opener in seven innings, 96.8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As an opener, he's a fucking weapon. Yeah, so let's get Uzi in there instead of fucking Marcus Harris. But I'm just, you know, I love Uzi and I've always, you know, I've always been a big fucking fan of him and I just love the way he plays and he's just great to watch. Like he's a really kind of graceful batsman, you know? Yeah. But the thing with Uzi, I'm never confident when Uzi's at the crease, you know? Like I've mm. never watched an Uzi innings and not felt like he could get out any any time. Any time. And that's, you know, because he looks really good, but when he gets out, he looks really bad, you know? So but here's the thing. You watch a Marcus Harris innings and it's over before you can even think he looks good. Sure. And, you know, I watch a La- when I see Labashane or Smith come to the crease, I think, all right, settle in, you know? Like mm. I'm confident that they're going to just nut it out. They'll be there, yeah. You know, dig it out. Especially Labuschagne, he's got such a good temperament on him. He reminds yeah. me of Justin Langer. Yeah, a little bit. Like uh, just the tenacity. Did, like in. if you get yeah. hit in the face, you jump up and smile at him, kind of thing. Like yeah, fuck you, true. that kind of thing. So, and Travis Head's got a bit of that. Too. Did were you surprised with Travis Head's hundred? I was. I thought he'd fuck it up. Uh, I didn't. Because he's actually been in really good form yeah, so far this year. Yeah. So I was like, look, if any. I was more concerned that he'd be not out in the end, actually. Mm. I'd be like, look, he's going to get stranded on 70-odd because none of the other batters can stick around. Thankfully, yeah. they did because he just teed off yesterday. Yeah. Um, brings me to the question, though. Why the hell – firstly, why did we drop Travis Head, who averages 40 in tests? Mm. And uh, why was it such a shock that he got he got recalled? Like, yeah, averaging 40 in tests averages close to 50 in shield, I think. Um, plenty of form. Oh. It was like, oh, you know, his, his spot's under threat. Why? You got a number five who averages 40? Happy days. To be honest, I am i don't know how you pick a test team after the last 12 months. So, like, mm. why did he get dropped? I'm like, yeah, good question. But why is anyone in there either? Like, you know, what's what's our last 12 months of test cricket been like, Greeno? Well, last time we played was 12 months ago against India at and home. We lost, and we lost. We lost to an, an Indian B team at the yeah. Gabba where we haven't mm. lost for like nearly 40 years. Mm. So that's where we were at. And then all of a sudden, bang, no test cricket for 12 months. So, yeah. you know, like, it's like, why did he get dropped? Okay, fair enough. Why did it, why didn't other people, like, they're going to be talking about Nathan Lyon. If he doesn't get this 400, are, yeah. if they if he does not get this 400th wicket, they, they there's going to be so much talk. They'll play him at Adelaide and, and hopefully he gets it at Adelaide too. I almost want because they can't drop him surely on three ninety nine, no. can they? Well, not even that. Like I, I don't think he actually bowled that badly today. He bowled no, pretty it's well. Just without luck, it's just it was he a just, grind today. And that's it. Like if he's sitting there, if he's bowling like Jack Leach, fair call. Like, yeah, no, that's he gives, true. He, he gives you a couple of tests of that. You're like, all right, look, something's wrong. Like, he's, he's still he's holding an end he, down. He's holding an end. He looked dangerous. Like he, he was creating chances. It, there was uh, a nick that the DRS for some reason they didn't bring the DRS over with him. Yeah. Um, and it turns out he actually did nick it. Uh, he admitted after the the day's play. Well, and this um, is the bullshit different standards that the, we put on people, right? When Jack Leach Jack Leach was getting fucking tonked around the field like he was he was throwing underarms, right? Mm. They were smacking him all over the place. He went for like 120 off his first 10 overs or something ridiculous, yeah. like 2020 type numbers, you know? And they were saying, uh, I think it was Kerry O'Keefe who was saying like, no, it was Warren actually, like, oh, okay, look, even if he doesn't take wickets, he just has to hold down an end. You've just yeah. got, at least that's your job as the spinner, like, you know, in this team, in this in this part of the match, you just have to hold an end down. And if you can't do that, then you're at risk. So Nathan Lyon, he doesn't take a wicket either, but he does hold an end down. 
And Warney's like, oh, look, if you don't take a wicket, we've got to get rid of him, you know. We've got to kick him. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but I don't think, I don't think, I, no, look, to be fair, I don't think it was Warney that said that. I don't know if it was or not. But I, I mean, people, right, they'll say, on the, on the one hand, Jack Leach, ah, oh, you know, he's got to hold an end down. But then Nathan Lyon, not good enough if you hold an end down. No, no, you've got yeah, to take well, it's, wickets it's, as it's well. Un, we're still, however many years later, still giving unrealistic expectations of what your spinner needs to do. Yeah. Like He's exceeded you know, expectations. Like his whole career is uh, exceeding an expectation. He's taken 399 tests. I know. He's, he's, ended up, he's ended up being our most successful off spinner in Australian cricket history. In history. Exactly. Um, I feel for him. Like, yeah, he needs to. I think, I don't know whether the 400, if he was bowling poorly, I'd be like, oh, maybe the 400 thing's playing into his mind yeah. or whatever. It's not because he's still bowling well. He's just, there's no luck. Like, he'll come away with another five for or something and. Today, today was a good batting day as well. Mm. Like, you know, it well, wasn't a good day. Yesterday, all they crapped on about was, oh, the best day to bat in the Gabba is day three. Yeah. And then when Lyon was getting, like, couldn't take a wheel, like, oh, this is disappointing from Lyon. He's really got his spots under pressure. And I'm like, hang on, you said yesterday, this is fucking batting day. Like, yeah. And his first 10 overs, I think he only went for, like, what, fucking 20 runs or something? Yeah, two and a half and over, something like that. They started to get a hold of him later on, but if, you know, fair enough. Yeah, I think he ended up. Field out. Yeah. yeah, I think he started averaging like three and three, 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 four, something like that. He did but, all right. Yeah, no, he bowled well. You're right. Mm. But he did start to get a little loose and maybe a little dis- You can tell You can tell the 400s playing on him. Like he just needs to get that next one and then he'll be fine. He'll get it. And like I said, then he'll get a Pfeiffer. I guarantee it. Yeah. He just needs that 400 and then happy nice, days. Nice, Gary. Uh, let's talk. Uh, I don't want to talk about other cricket, but we will because uh, a bit of history. Uh, Ajaz, 10 wicket haul. Yeah. 10 for 119. Uh, only the third, third time ever yeah. someone's taken 10 wickets think, in an innings. Was it Jim Laker did it once? Yeah, Jim Laker and uh, Anil Kumble. Oh, right. Anil Kumble. That's right. Yeah. Fucking Spot on. Uh, yeah, 10 for 119. He was, he was anyway. the gangly leg spinner from India who. That's it. Who he, wasn't, who didn't spin the ball ever. He, he didn't spin the ball, but what he could do, he could make it bounce at whatever height he wanted it to. So he could make yeah. it skid on. He could make it bounce at your at your waist. He could make it bounce up near your fucking shoulder if he wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. he, that was his whole trick was like, he didn't spin it, but you didn't know how high it was going to bounce. He was a good fucking <laughs> bowler. He's a very good bowler. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, AJS Patel, well done. 10 wickets in innings. Unfortunately, uh, to use a 12th man, right? Uh, 12th man phrase. Fuck a lot of good it was because <laughs> New Zealand collapsed in response oh, and ended no. up losing the test anyway. Nice, took 10 weeks in That's innings. right. I heard somebody say the other day, it's got to be the, the greatest ever performance in a cricket match in a losing side. In a losing side. I've never seen that happen before. Anyone who takes 10 wickets in the innings. Single-handedly. Like, oh. That means for our American friends, it single-handedly means this one guy got got all of the other batsmen out, which has only yeah. ever happened three times in the history of the game. In like 200 years of cricket. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, and and then they lost, like, <laughs> which is just insane. Team still lost. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so well done there. Nice Gary to, nice to AJ. Um, nice, Gary. Now, I sent you a New video. New Zealand's a good of, little of, fucking uh, team, aren't they, Greeno? Sorry? The New Zealanders are a good little fucking team, aren't they? They're, they're, they're making some really good cricket players. But they just lost. Yeah, no, I know I know they just <laughs> lost, but they're a fucking really good team. If you've got a fucking leggy who can take 10 for, you, yeah. you're a pretty good fucking team. I know they just lost, they, but they've they been lost. like, they were the number one one-day team and test team for the last three or four years, weren't they? 
Yeah, they just won the Test Championship. They, yeah, so yeah, they're, they a, they're a good the fucking Cup. team. They lost a the game. They lost the Everyone World Cup. The they lost the T20 World Cup. So they, they shouldn't, by right, they should, by right, they shouldn't even be anywhere near the top of world cricket. They're a country oh, of four million so. people. Yeah, that plays nothing but rugby. That plays nothing but rugby. It's basically the cricket community in New Zealand is like the size of Doonside. Yeah. You know, that's the population in New Zealand who watches cricket. There's fuck all of them. It's all rugby. So mm-hmm. for them to be anywhere near, it's amazing. They're, they're at the top of the world and have been for fucking 50 years in rugby. And, like, yeah. it's this tiny little country at the arsehole of the world. And at cricket, for the last, like we were just talking about, last few four or five years, they've been basically dominating countries. Like, India has over a billion people in it. Yeah. And then uh, how satisfying was it, though, when New Zealand beat him for the World Test Championship? Absolutely. Nice. No. <laughs> I was going for the New Zealanders. Fucking oh, get in there, Cuzzy, bro. I was always cousin. going for the New Zealanders in the T20 World Cup. <laughs> Until we had a chance. <laughs> you oh, wanted wow. Australia to lose. <laughs> well, I don't care if Australia loses. It's fine. We want to smash them, though, when we play them in one day. Is, one day is especially and the test. But one day test. is, I think, is more our thing. It's got to be tests. Yeah, I don't want to lose any tests to the Kiwis, but they can they can have the T20s. They can have the T20s, but don't we play a one-day comp against them every year, like three games? Oh, the Chapel had the trophy. Yeah, yeah, I want to win that every year. Oh, that one That's important. Win. Yeah, that one's important. Yeah. Okay, nice, Gary. Nice, Gary! <laughs> um, I see your video. I think it's now been blocked since I sent it to you. Yes, I was going to say uh, dick move because... You dick! Greeno sent me this video. Hey, check out this video. It's really cool. The media has been disabled in response to a report by the copyright owner. So who's the copyright owner? It's got to be the cricket uh, coverage. Whoever the cricket company was or probably, the broadcaster was broadcasting it. Probably so, fucking, probably, short, probably Mark Howard jumping all over it to yeah. try and save KO money, Greeno. Nice, <laughs> he gets 10% uh, of every copyright he exactly. brings in. Long and short of it is, uh, this dude dude wanted to send up a referral to say, hey, can you check if I'm out or not, when he was clean bowled. When he was clean bowled. (laughs) Like, what was he going to check, mate? (laughs) Even though he thought he 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 was out LBW because he hit his pad and hit the stumps. So he's like, no, no, I don't think that's hitting the stumps. And then he he looked behind him, he he sent it up for a referral, and then looked behind and realised his stumps were being broken. So I think it was going to hit the stumps. Uh. Uh-huh. I'd like it to be overturned. Oh, DRS yeah. controversy. <laughs> exactly. How about the, uh, sorry, I know show's meant to end now, but mm. how about the fucking no ball stuff in the ashes? Once again, this show is now just me and you chatting. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is like the golden years, years of starting block, Rena. Um, mm. yeah. uh, the no balls where they, they no so one's checking. Letting them go ben all Stokes, day. <laughs> ben Stokes bowled 14 no balls in his first spell and only one was called and that was because it was a wicket and they uh, checked it upstairs. Yeah, but how about happen? the Poms? How about the Poms then blaming? Like, okay, here's the thing, right? The the umpire clearly was doing a shitty job not picking up 14 no balls. No one's looking. No one's no one was looking. You know why? Because the technology, they think the camera is going to do it for them. So, mm. so that's they're not job. looking for the no balls, right? So that's a shitty job. But then, but then to come out and blame the umpire not picking up the no ball on the fact that he bowled the no ball in the first place is like so. The basically one of the English coaches came out, the bowling coach came out and said, "Well, look, it would have been helpful if." the umpire had have spotted one of the no balls earlier and then he could have told Ben and Ben would have adjusted his run-up. 
as Which if he did. as if but as if, tell him. as if to say that once a fast bowler gets one no ball, they never get one again. Yeah, <laughs> just, that, again. that doesn't happen. That's not true. Of course, well, there was a they video do. that the umpire did say <laughs> say to him like the three deliveries before. Yeah. Hey man, you better watch your front foot. Watch your front foot. I think that's pretty close. Oh, he did, Dilly. He, he did. Yeah, there was oh, a video so at the lunch break. So he's just where, a fucking liar then. Yeah, oh, who'd have thought? Fucking Pommy's lying during the ashes. Who would have thunk it? Nice Gary. Nice Gary. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it when the poms stick true to character. Don't you? I love a rapid fire nice Gary. When you get all excited, you want to pump out a nice Gary. Yes. <laughs> the fired up nice Gary. I love that. Oh, uh, yeah, have we got the have we got the new Travis Head soundbite yet? Uh, no, I didn't get time to put it on the board, but I can play it okay. though. We can preview it because I've got it right here in the in the DM. So let me just fucking bring that shit up, Greener. Because I was watching the coverage, and I'm sure Greeno was watching the coverage too. And um, I was watching; I wasn't listening though. So I'm glad you you texted me about. It. Oh yeah, so it was just one of those beautiful moments. Uh, if you don't know what cricket is, they have microphones in the stumps, which are the pieces of wood in the middle of the field that the batsman stands in front of. And of course, you have microphones there, so you can pick up little moments like uh, this, Greeno, which is now going to become a soundbite. So it's going to become the opposite to Nice Gary. Reverse Nice Gary. That's right. So we're going to give Nice Garys and then we're going to give these out, which is Travis Head, the Australian cricketer, who scored 100 that day. This is his reaction after he missed uh, a shot. Oh, you cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Nice Gary. Nice. (laughs) Want to hear it again? (laughs) Oh, you cunt. Nice Gary. Now, my, my question is, is uh, the the reverse nice Gary, oh, you can't, mm. uh, does that just take over Dick Move, though? I think it will. I think we get rid of Dick Move. And is replaced by, oh, you can't. Because there's no room on this board. We're going to have to get rid of something. Oh, so I we've don't got, know. We've got, you know, I mean, can we really get rid of this? Uh, I, I, I'm a Canberra <laughs> Milk Kid. Kid. So we can't get rid of the Canberra Milk Kid. No, we can't we get rid of this. We haven't played in four years, but we've got to keep it. We've got to keep that oh, in case that we've guy. We've got to keep Cormie Cow in case <laughs> Cow Crutchley comes back and kicks some ass. In case he comes out of retirement and wins a race again at the age of 50, maybe 10 years Just from now. Just to be safe, yeah. All right. We can't get rid of, uh, but that's not rugby league. What else have we yeah, got? Yeah, that's fair. Doctor, doctor. doctor. Is that fucking show been cancelled yet? I hope so. Uh, it's on It's on repeats, so we better keep that to be safe. I mean, look. Chauvinist and sexist and... No, we definitely need that one. What about uh, the creek the I don't want to wait. We could get oh, rid of the creek. No, we can't get rid of, can't get rid of the creek. No, nah, because they're about because 2020's on and they're about to start sucking Sean Marsh's dick again. <laughs> Talk about what a great 2020 player he is. And how he should be picked in the Australian Test Team one more time. <laughs> We'll bring him in. We'll bring him in to replace Travis Head. Travis, <laughs> looking shaky. It's looking shaky. Ah, right, fair call. Ah, I've got any plugs before we go, sir? No, no, not really. I'll do a show tomorrow. That's it. You doing a birthday show tomorrow? Yeah, it's not a birthday show. It's just a show. Just a show. Well, you did a big birthday bash last year. I know. That's I why I'm not doing it this year. year. <laughs> yeah, what's on the agenda? You got so you got got plenty um, on. Or? No, I really haven't done any prep now because, like, my whole working situation has changed. Green, I'm up during the day. I'm, you know, mm. my whole schedule's out of whack. So I'm actually, you know, I, I, what I do have in my little possession here is there was um, some kind of corporate media. I think it was like the Telegraph in the UK. You're going to be riveted by this shit. 
Yeah. There was some kind of um, thing from I think it was the Telegraph in the UK who di- who's done like a little mini documentary about why Kamala Harris is so unpopular now. I think I say Kamal, and I'm like, "Fucking, you doing a Kamal?" No, thing? Kamal lives for a bit. He's a fucking legend. Oh. Fuck Kamal Harris. Why are people so unkind? Why are people so unkind? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I missed. <laughs> so I, I missed thought it. I might have a little look at that, and then there's a couple yeah. other little things we can go through. But yeah, six p.m. Eastern time, uh, ten a.m. Australian out. time, Saturday. Saturday, yeah. birthday nice. boy. Yeah. Birthday boy. There you go. Birthday right. boy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks everyone for listening thanks for joining us we'll be back next See, week next week for our final show of the year i think that's right last show of the year next week so yeah, check it out it won't be much better than this one no. so well any of them any good really to begin with not really but i just don't want people to get their hopes up because they hear like end of season finale there there might be there might be a cliffhanger hmm. i'll do a cliffhanger for unity day or something how about this don't tune in next week it's gonna be shit yeah terrible Beautiful. nerd all right nerd cool <laughs> See, you See you next week We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that Who else but a bosom buddy Will sit down and tell you the truth 